Hey guys, welcome to Biomast episode 119. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. May it be in through our live stream on Twitch or through the website, or for checking us out on the recording uh, on iTunes. Uh, so we got a, a new guest this week, my brother. Um, God help us all, this might be the, the biggest mistake of my, my podcasting career here, but uh, <laughs> he's giving me a dirty look. Um, but yeah, we got, we got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, Gamescom was this uh, this week. Um some updates on other stuff, so we'll, we'll get started here with some introductions and get into it. So, uh, starting at the top of the list with Sarizel. Introductions, Ben? I'm Sarizel, um, a uh, co-host here on the show, and uh, I'm commonly playing Overwatch and Black Desert. I think you cut out on this. Did I? Alright, I'm Sarizel, yeah, I, 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 and I play Overwatch and Black Desert. I'm co-host here on the show. I, I think we're still... Is everyone else losing him, too, or is it just me? Okay. Uh, well, he's Sarazel. He plays Overwatch and, and loves it. So, uh, Bait, what's up, man? Introductions? Hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Bait, and I have to go to school tomorrow. Aww. Sad. Okay, it might be me. Uh, all right, Dante. Introductions, man? I'm Dante Draven. Uh, I'm Pokey's brother, and I play uh, Battleborn, re- most recently Titanfall 2, and Final Fantasy. Sounds good. And uh, Libby? Um, yeah, I'm Libby. I just want to say Dante sounds like 10 years older on the podcast. Um, you know what's sadder is having to go to work tomorrow. Is not Don't remind me. I had to work on Saturday. <laughs> I had to work. Ew. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, I'm actually coming off of a four-day weekend because I took Thursday, Friday off, so I wouldn't go crazy. Shut up. And, uh, I don't yeah, want to hear from I you. I have to go back. I, I, I have to go back tomorrow, so we'll we'll see how I hold together. <laughs> uh, but I am Pokey Draven. I uh, obviously host here on the show. I write for the podcast. We're more active on that. Uh, I used to play Dust, and I'm currently playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV and uh, a bit of Necropolis. So, uh, without much further ado, let's get going with the topics here. Uh, so first things up, uh, Necropolis uh, released their, or, or either recently or, or soon to release their um, patch to the multiplayer. Um, there were some issues that we kind of discussed uh, a couple weeks back about Necropolis, and I have been owing Zell uh, some co-op time, and I have failed to do so. Uh, I have no excuse now. We'll, we'll have to do that and, and get that out to you this week. So uh, Necropolis co-op patch um, should be live um, and hopefully fixing some of the issues that they were experiencing and, and some of the, the concerns that a lot of players had about it. So... Uh, more on that once we get some hands-on experience with it. Uh, that being said, there's some Gamescom stuff that uh, is kind of going in the last couple of days here, and a, a bunch of stuff that, that Zell brought up. So uh, looks like a new Overwatch map uh, is is on the horizon here. Uh, yeah, there's a the new one. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's in um, it's in Germany, and actually they announced it at the German Games Convention. So that was kind of a little clever thing they did, um, and. Uh, so then they introduce that along with a short that takes place in the vicinity of that uh, that map uh, involving Bastion and his um, PTSD moments of be- turning from an evil like robot of death into like a friendly bird loving robot of death. <laughs> this looks like a, it's like a freaking castle with a town. That's that's pretty cool. It's the average Germanic feel to it. That's that's really cool looking. Yeah, do we know um, when this match yeah, coming out? Um, I they haven't said exactly when, but I've been downloading the pre-patch already. So um, when they, when Overwatch gives no date and says soon, it usually means like a week. And so I'm actually probably expecting it on Tuesday, to be honest. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, it's, it sucks when you get those, you know, coming soon, and then six months passes because you know we've we've never experienced that before. No, no, <laughs> no. 
So I, I actually did watch that animated short. That's that's pretty cool. Are are, are there more of those? I mean, is that something they they've been doing or are going to start doing from from now on? Yeah, that's um that's like the third um short that they've done outside of the the original cinematic intro. And uh, you know, so each one generally focuses on a character or story plot that they want to talk about. And um, uh, they had one with Tracer and Widowmaker, and one with um, uh, Winston and um, Reaper. So then this one is just Bastion all by himself. They also have um, they actually they've done like eight little comic book things as well that you can um, download off their website as well. So they they've. Because, you know, they built this universe originally for an MMO, so obviously there was a lot of content that they came up with for it, a lot of story, and then they made, you know, a, a lobby shooter, basically, out of it. And so there's a lot of content that they've got to figure out some way to tell, and so they're doing a lot of a lot of little videos, comics, etc., to kind of tell the story. Um, there are people who know a lot of the story elements a lot better than I do. Um, I just pick up bits and pieces, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's quite a lot there. That's interesting. I actually didn't know that this was originally an MMO that turned into a shooter. Is that how how long ago was that decision made? I, I haven't tracked Overwatch um, too closely. Um, it, it was uh, Blizzard was working on a project called uh, Project Titan, and I don't know how much of the story is or isn't for that purpose. Um, but they did that. Um, they canceled. They officially canceled it. Like I want to say, almost two years ago, um, maybe three, and then they decided to use a bunch of the content that they had made in uh, Overwatch instead. Well, that actually is a, a pretty quick turnaround, considering that they, they changed scope so drastically from an MMO. I'm not sure on the dates. You'd have to look it up. Okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, that would also kind of um, cement a lot of the rumors that are floating around of kind of an Overwatch movie to kind of maybe tell some of that story that, that isn't necessarily told through the gameplay, but it, it certainly exists, you know, on paper or is... Uh, you know, part of that overarching universe that they've built. So I, I think that that's that would actually be pretty solid. I mean, I'm a big fan of story-based MMOs, and you know, it's it, it would be interesting to kind of to kind of see that and see where they they take it, especially since they might have a lot of that content already developed and and ready to go. Yeah, I have uh, I have Project Titan canceled as of uh, officially as of September of 2014. So um, about exactly two years. Um, uh, but I don't know how much they might have been working on, you know, before they decided to officially cancel it, et cetera. You know how projects can be um, canceled, but not officially canceled. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think you could say we have a bit of experience with that one. Uh, so uh, moving along, it looks like that also Heroes of the Storm is also getting uh, some some new maps and heroes. What's going on with that? Yeah, so um, I haven't I haven't been playing Heroes of the Storm too much since Overwatch came out, of course, but um, you know, I think it was last year they did a big event um, where they did um, they introduced a bunch of heroes from Diablo and did a couple of Diablo maps. And then um, this is kind of a more StarCraft themed event. They've got two different maps they're coming out with. One of which you kind of build up resources and then unleash like a Zerg Rush thing. And then one of them is um, involves dropping nukes on your opponent, which is always fun. Um, and uh, so there are two StarCraft themed maps. They're actually uh, introducing the second Overwatch hero into Heroes of the Storm, uh, which is going to be Zarya. Um, and then there's a couple other heroes and stuff that they're... A lot of skins that they're working on as well. But um, the big thing is the StarCraft maps. Um, they don't add maps too often to Heroes of the Storm. It's maybe one ever... You know, there was a while where it was every couple months, but it's. I want to say it's been eight months since we've had a new map in Heroes of the Storm. That's a pretty long time. I mean, is it... So the maps are pretty spaced out, but they add characters on a fairly regular basis, right? 
Um, characters are pretty regular. There's usually a character every month or uh, month, six weeks, something like that. Um, wow. so they, they definitely add characters regularly. Um, they've got a lot, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot to catch up to. If you look at something like League of Legends, I think has like 140 some odd characters or something like that. Um, and I, I think, uh, Heroes of the Storm is probably approaching 50 or 60. Um, so that's, it, yeah, there's, there's a lot of heroes in a game like that. Um, whereas like for Overwatch to add a character is a much bigger deal. Um, cause Overwatch is now at, uh, 22. But, uh, you know, map, maps are slower. I think a big part of it is because Heroes of the Storm, they do, um, you know, they do uh, esports with it. So the thing with maps in a game like that is they have to be perfectly symmetrical. Um, everything has to be really carefully balanced. Um, so I think they take a lot longer to do that sort of stuff for that reason. That's fair enough. I mean, you raise a good point that, you know, compared to a game like uh, League, where they've got a lot of content under their belts. You know, League I has, think like, that no has new maps. They don't add maps. They don't add oh, maps. well, they all play, like, the same, like, one map, don't they? Like, it's, yeah. it's well, kind it's, of yeah. each, each game mode has a map. So if you queue up for, like, your standard 5v5, you know, thing, you're getting Summoner's Rift. It's always going to be Summoner's Rift every time you queue. Um, and then they have a couple of modes, like they have ARAM, which is essentially um, you get... Um, you only play in one lane. It's just one big, like, back-and-forth uh, cluster fight. Um, and that has its own map. Um, so, and there's there's one or two more, I think. I, I, I don't play, so I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't really have, like, the whole thing where you queue up and then you get a map selected randomly. Everything there is very, very um, predetermined. That makes sense. Okay. And, uh, Dante, you were saying that... Uh... Battleborn's coming out with a new character. Do you want to talk about that briefly? Uh, basically, um, for season pass holders, uh, there's a new character coming out for Battleborn for free. It's coming out on the 25th of August if you're a season pass holder or you have something called a hero key, which lets you unlock it early. Um, and then if you don't, then it just comes out a week later. It's It gives you reward for the season pass without, you know, trying without pay-to-win characters, I suppose. And that one's kind of going to be a, uh, a kind of a hybrid support slash offense kind of character, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Basically, what it is is it's a um, well, it, it it's a chicken with a grenade launcher, honestly, and it's uh, it's basically split straight down the middle between uh, health, healing, and support, and then damage. Uh, he's got some mechanics to either uh, buff your teammates' attack speed or debuff the uh enemies yeah it looks a little interesting i think i think my gripe with um what they've been doing with battleborn is is kind of how they've been handling their season pass so when you bought the game you could buy the deluxe for deluxe version which would come which was cost a little bit extra and it would come with all the storyline dlc um and then they said that the five characters that were they're going to add on top of the game would be free for everyone but you'd get it early for season pass holders uh my frustration is that I paid extra for the game because I got the season pass because, you know, I, I thought, hey, you know, why not? Um, they're on their third character they're releasing and have yet to release a single storyline um, expansion. So I basically have not gotten what I paid for yet, and it's been how many months, Dante? Uh, it came out in early February, so... Uh... So, yeah, so like six, seven months, and I haven't gotten any of the storyline DLC that I, I expected to get. It's it's a little frustrating. I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue, hey, you get the 
the characters a little bit sooner and it's easier to get them because you don't have to buy them with the in-game currency. But still, it's like, guys, come on. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little ticked off when it's like, you know, if I'm going to pre-order the content, I kind of expect it in a timely manner rather than three-fifths of the, the free content coming out before any of the paid content. I mean, I would kind of expect it to stagger back and forth, don't you think? Like, you know, character story DLC, character story DLC, maybe time together or something, but we're just not getting any of it. I mean, I think at most they've given us like a title of the first storyline and kind of a brief synopsis of what it's going to be about, but even that's probably a single mission. It's like, how long is it going to take, guys? But, you know, I, it, it frustrates me because, I mean, it's like they can probably salvage their low player counts if they just support it a little bit better, but I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. It's It's very frustrating, and yeah. I'm kind of starting to lose interest in the game because of it, because it's like, guys, characters are great, but I kind of want a little more of this universe you were trying to build, because it it kind of felt Destiny-like in a sense, where it was like, okay, I kind of see where you're going with it, but I feel like we are missing out on, like, you know, 75% of what's going on, and then it takes them six months to even start talking about potentially expanding upon that it's it's getting really really annoying and i I hope they you know eventually come up with a better solution for it but enough about that uh so this is the part that cells are waiting for um so star citizen do you want to talk about what was going on with uh their very long and in-depth uh gameplay trailer they were they were showing off yeah so um star citizen doesn't know how to do brief presentations um like, they do a lot of different, like, half-hour... They do, like, a weekly half-hour podcast with certain devs, which is cool um, that they have it, um, but it's there's way too much stuff that they put to, to like, actually sit there and watch all of it. So um, there's a really cool link. I will put it in the show notes where they're showing off um, some of the stuff that they did at the Gamescom presentation, and it's very cool, but you really should just skip through a lot of it, just kind of uh, glance through. Um, uh, so they... First, they were showing off a bit about Alpha 2.6, which is coming soon and adds uh, some more things, like an additional location you can go to with poor shops and uh, stuff, and a couple of additional ships that they're uh, moving into their fl- flyable status. Um, but the really cool thing was um, what uh, they called their preview of Alpha 3.0. Um, and uh, Alpha 3.0's demo involved uh, their actual landing and planetary interaction system where you could actually, um, you know, warp to a planet, start, you know, re-entering the atmosphere. You would actually do this, you know, seamlessly. You could land anywhere on the planet. It's not like there's, um, you know, specific zones on the planet you can go to. The entire planet is uh, procedurally generated, I guess. Um, And then um, you could get out, you could rove around. There's uh, like a hover bike land vehicle thing as well as like a conventional buggy rover thing um and so they landed uh, in a norm you know just kind of in rough ground then they went to a base that was on the ground um and you could get a mission from a guy and the they did um if you've ever seen like the the uh facial expression work for a game like la noir um they did basically that for just like a normal quest npc it looked really really good um and so they got this mission, which was to go, you know, salvage something off a derelict ship. So they got in there, you know, they got back in their ship, fly off to go, you know, EVA over to this derelict ship, um, fight some pirates in there, get what they need. Um, they actually took the, one of the little speeder bike thing that they introduced. Actually, it can't re-enter the atmosphere because it doesn't have like a, an, it's not enclosed. You're you're just sitting on it, but it both works for EVA in space as well as 
on the ground, and so they actually they took one of those and they um, landed it. They took it out of one ship and into another ship, and that was all um, done. You know, like part of the reason the video took an hour was because it was all in engine. It wasn't like a cut pre-rendered thing that they had put together. Um, so there were a couple glitches. It's, I mean, it's very obvious. It's still. <laughs> Star Citizen game engine because if something isn't disappearing sporadically on you, um, it's not Star Citizen. Um, but just overall, the amount of things that they showed off working was really really cool. Um, even just some of the minor stuff, like you know when they the guy was on the the ground base um, and he's taking an elevator between levels, and you can see the other the other player is actually flying the ship outside the elevator, and you can see both the ships outside and the ship outside can actually see your guy on the elevator moving up the, the base. Um, because the, the big thing of course, is that a lot of games don't have real elevators or real, you know, space. If you go and, you know, dock in an Eve station, you're now in the Eve station map and you're no longer in, you know, the space of Eve online. And there's no way, to see what's going on outside the station while you're sitting in the station, um, or vice versa. And similarly, most games with multiple levels, all the elevator really does is it's a little loading. It's, it's effectively an overglorified loading bar as they switch you from the level one map to the level two map or something like that. Um, so that it was one of those kind of moments where they could show off how they have not cut those sorts of corners in there. And that's why this game can do some of the stupidly ridiculous things that it can do um even you know and it i understand you understand why it takes so long and why they why it's so delayed when you see what they're trying to put together yeah i mean in, in most games like you said it's it's instanced and i think in, in star citizen's case it's it's pretty much one shard i mean i'm sure this it doesn't load everything given a certain distance you know i mean it's not going to ever load every single planet uh, all at once because it there's no way you could do that, but it, it does seem to to really focus on making sure that everything is just coherent and everything within your local area is actually happening um, for everyone in the same way. It's not cutting corners and, and and often those those things that other games have to do. At the same time, that's probably why they experience so many issues because the game is trying to do so much at once that it's it's just it's crazy. I mean, uh, e- even the uh, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I kind of skimmed it, but uh, even the test machines they had there was were kind of struggling, like you said, and they're kind of glitching out a little bit and, and some frame rate drops. So I mean, it's it's definitely still a work in progress. But I mean, seeing some of the stuff that they were doing and, and how it all kind of fit together was was uh, pretty impressive. I, I, I like the part when he kind of did the EVA launch out of the ship and then got into the derelict uh, spaceship to, to recover the black box. And there's literally he's like tromping through this broken spaceship with these bodies just floating in zero gravity. He's kind of pushing him aside with his gun as he makes his way to the, the cockpit or whatever to get the, the black box for the quest. But I mean, it all looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, the game is, is gorgeous. It's got a very distinctive feel to it. And, you know, just every little detail is just absurd in how well it's done. How big are those planets uh, in the game? Um, the, uh, the planet that they showed off in the video um, from Gamescom is 2,000 kilometers in diameter. Holy shit. Yeah, it had a very No Man's Sky feel to it where 
you you approach the planet and it kind of you know it builds underneath you as you as you go down through through reentry and it's got I think it even goes that like you have to enter at the proper angle and stuff like it's it's they have really tried to stick to the realism and, and and how it all works and when you got down there I mean it was mountain ranges as far as you could see like it was all procedurally generated I I imagine it is like Zell said two planet size like you could spend a lot of time exploring one planet you know um, just exploring and. I think that in many ways, this is kind of what I wish No Man's Sky would have been. It's it's more than just the exploration. It's actually got other elements to it. Um, it's certainly a much more high-end level of what No Man's Sky was trying to do. And I, I again, it, it's one of those things where I'm watching very carefully because I don't necessarily trust that it will happen because I've been burned so many times by other developers making crazy promises. But from what I saw in this trailer, if they pull, like I said, even 80% of that shit off, it's going to be insane. Like that's going to set a bar that other games are going to struggle to reach for a long time. Cause I mean, this basically has everything. It's got the space flight. It's got the, well, the walking in stations. Cause you know, we, we still can't get that Eve. Um, it's got the FPS, it's got the planet exploration. I mean, there's one part where they go down on a little dune buggy and they're having little, laser wars like try to shoot each other with the dune buggies as they're they're going over the hills on the planet and stuff i mean it's it's so open-ended what you can do that you know like i said they pull off even a a majority of it it's going to be absolutely incredible and my understanding is as well um uh from the overall presentations i think it's only like 2.7 or 2.8 that uh uh star citizen is going to come back around to releasing their their fps um module where you can actually just have fps matches um which they've dubbed Star Marine, and it was supposed to be out. There, there was strong talk about it coming out like over a year ago, and then it got pushed. Um, and uh, it looks like they're finally ready to get that going. Um, and that should be only within the next, you know, couple months. So Star yeah, Marine is the the shooter aspect of it, right? Where yeah, it's, it's PvP, just in the deathmatch or whatever. Yeah, it should okay. be a, a good old fashioned, you know, Dust Five One Four esque type of game okay, um, that'd be cool. It, and it's like uh it, you know it, it's kind of like arena commander is in star Citizen as well whereas arena commander is like a you know straight up lobby for you know um space combat missions it, the uh setting in the in in-game universe is that it's a simulation hmm. so in the same way star, star marine won't be shooting things in the world as much as it'll be you know, hey, you're joining this whatever holodeck game type thing to, you know, shoot other players in the face. Oh, dude, that's badass. So they've structured it like it, you have the Persistent Universe, which has everything in it. You've got, you know, you're on a ship with a gun. Like, you could, in a sense, have a, a you could shoot somebody, another player, if you needed to. Um, but then they have these other modules where it's like an instance lobby sort of version of that, just that particular element of the gameplay. So if I just want to go shoot people. I can just jump into Star Marine. If I want to have a dogfight, I can jump into um, Arena Commander. Yeah, they're the, me- Arena they're, Commander. It's very meta. They're 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 games inside the game. Oh, that, that's actually pretty smart though, they, because I mean, they, you, you've got you've got games like let's say Division, for example, where you've got the PVEVP open world potential to have PVP, whatever. You know, that's that's fine. But it would be nice if I could just have the PVP by itself if I wanted to as a separate thing. And I, I think that's actually really cool that they've given those options where, you, yeah, you can have it in the universe or you can have this specific element of the universe if you want it. Um, 
to give people an experience they may just you may not want to deal with everything else you may just want to shoot somebody you, you may know, not want the karma loss involved in shooting someone in the face directly right. yeah i think that's a really a really slick way of doing it because i think that's going to give people what they want when they want it rather than you know oh we're going to force you to be in the universe all the time because it's immersion it's like you know sometimes screw immersion like oh, but it, stick me in a, in a simulator but you know? the thing <laughs> is is that they're still going for the immersion they have a they have a uh, like arena commander is you know this simulation software in your hangar that's made by a you know a company called origin systems that makes you know simulation software yeah, and I'm totally okay with that. If you have to come up with a lore excuse to stick it in there, fine. That's great. You know, as long as you get the gameplay in there, that's all I really care about. But yeah, so Star Citizen looks looks pretty cool. I I think that's again, like I said, my opinion is keep an eye on it. I'm not gonna go, you know, all in with it or anything like that. But it, it's certainly uh, if if they they pull it off, I'm gonna be very interested in grabbing that one. I want Chris Roberts uh, to have all of my money at this point. I just I, I want Chris this Roberts. Thing. He is the dorkiest presenter ever. Like, oh god, he has, very no, end, he has no stage presence at all. Like, like at the very end, that I won't spoil it for people if they want to watch it. But at the very end, when that little event at the end of the video happens, he's like, "Oh, it looks like this happened." Uh oh. Okay, that's the end of the video, guys. <laughs> like, it was so so cringeworthy. But you know, you, I, I have to say, it was it's enjoyable in its own way. Yeah, he's a cringeworthy presenter, but people gave him 120 million dollars, so <laughs> he's got something uh, right. Well, I'm just glad that they're actually putting out something that resembles more what they actually promised rather yeah. than, well, here's concepts of what we promised, but it doesn't work. You know, at least this, even if it is heavily scripted, is is more of a a boost in, in confidence, I think, than what, what you were seeing before. And it, it's been rocky. And, and I mean, I'll admit, I've, I've given people shit for, for throwing so much money at this game. But like I said, you know, have you, jokes, jokes. Have you really uh, given yeah. people crud for putting money into this game? Game. Uh maybe once or twice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 jokes will be on me if if uh, if uh, it, it works out. So I'll 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 hold up to that if if they do pull it off. Uh, anything else in Star Citizen before we move forward? Uh, yeah, actually a couple of things. Um, what's is, is there any point of exploring the planets as a whole? I mean, or is it just going to be, you know, look at all these planets we have and they're so big, but there's you know nothing really out here to do. As of right now, I don't think there's anything on them. Okay. Anything that they're planning, like maybe some kind of mining component to build new guns or materials for ships talked or whatever? About, I know they've talked a lot about space mining and space okay. mining ships. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of ground as far as if huh. it's just places that they can spawn missions for you to land on. Because, you know, because it could be kind of the way EVE Online does it, where EVE Online just like picks points in space and says, now there's a mission here. Yeah. And maybe they'll do that with planets. They'll just spawn, you know, mission areas on top of planets. I don't know. Um, it would be cool if they did, but, you know, we'll see. And can you pick up uh, uh, fucking, was it Space Marine and uh, Arena Commander separately, or do you have to get no, the they're, whole... No, they're part of the game. Um, oh. the, there are two things that um, they are allegedly producing as release products that you can buy, one of which is Star Citizen, which includes the Persistent World and things like Arena Commander and Star Marine and such. And then they are also making, and this is the other thing that a lot of people have asked, you know, where is this? And they've shown less of it, and I think part of that is because of um, they don't want to spoil it. Um, but they're also making a game called Squadron 42, um, which early people for a while, if you bought Star Citizen, you got both, and then they split it. And so everyone who's already bought it gets both, and then but like new people coming in would buy them separately. 
um, but Squadron 42 is a um, more of a conventional scripted environment game in the same universe, of course. Of course. What do you mean by scripted environment game, exactly? I mean, you're going to be playing... Squadron 42, you'll be playing through a story. Space Call of Duty. Okay, so it's a story. It's a single-player game, yeah. Okay. And I assume that they've at least discussed VR support for this. I mean, this seems like the kind of game you'd want that for. No, Pokemon break the game. Yeah, I think it... I think it, it used to work and game, now but... doesn't because they said they'd revisit it when it got more done. Um, but it's it was I'm pretty sure it was a stretch goal way back in the day that they would do it if it raised so much money. And obviously they've raised drastically more. So yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean I, I remember when I first was was shown the idea of the game. It was that it was you know multi crew pilots of a ship and you've got your VR headset on and you've got to actually look around your little workstation and, and, and do stuff. And then you, you know, you got to walk around the ship or whatever. So, I mean, it was kind of that, that total immersion where you're, you're playing a role on a ship. Push and, all and the buttons. VR was, push all the buttons. Yeah. Kind of like that Star Trek uh, bridge commander uh, thing they were showing off. Uh, that thing that's ago. totally going to make me buy an, a Vive, even though I don't really want one. Uh, I, I know. Like, the Vive is... <sighs> I'm like, I don't want to buy this or the upgrade to my PC so to make it run. So but I, it, it really is. I won't be able to help myself if uh, if this is a thing. So I I think I'll be able to convince myself to say hold off and wait for second gen to see who survives the first wave because everyone of the brothers got a VR headset now. Um, yeah, but that bridge commander thing, man. I'm not going to be able to help it. Uh, I will not I be able to help it. Watch you play it. Like we'll have to have you stream it. And we can enjoy vicariously through you, or or I'll, I'll like I'll I, shit. You could probably record gameplay in VR like 360, and then we can hook oh, up uh, Dante's uh, uh, VR gear, Samsung gear, and, and just watch you play in VR. Um, I don't <laughs> in, want in you much looking more through my eyes. That just feels wrong. That sounds creepy when you say it like that. Exactly. I want. Exactly. I want. Like, VR is very creepy. Here's what we need. We, we need to record this, and we need to have the the game being recorded, and then on the outside, we need like a uh, a camera pointing at Zell's face, so we we can just see his mouth open and just stay in that open position as he looks around and pushes all the buttons. That's the most oh, fun oh, the thing v- about the, the, VR. The VR mouth. Yeah, it, that's the most fun thing about watching people do VR for me. It it really is true though. When when we were over demoing the uh, PlayStation VR, we we. We were there first, pretty much, and then people were kind of filtering in throughout the day. And uh, <laughs> I'd say about ninety percent of people immediately put it on, tilt their head back, the mouth opens up, and stays that way the entire time. <laughs> like, yes. it, it is yes. it is the funniest phenomenon that people cannot keep their mouth shut while playing VR. It's it's I don't know what causes it, but it just it seems to be kind of an ongoing thing. Okay, uh, moving along, we'll we'll probably get to. Uh, oh, okay. So the so Bate, you were saying that you, there's a new game called Day of Infamy coming out. What's going on with that? Yeah. So um, the people who did Insurgency, I think it's New World Interactive, uh, have basically made this the spiritual successor to Dave Defeat, um, and it's on Steam right now. You can get it for I think like twenty bucks. But it's um, it's Insurgency skinned into uh world war ii is is the best way that i can describe it uh from looking at the at the gameplay and the pictures and it's doing really well it looks like um still in early access um so um it looks like they're still constantly patching the game which is a good sign um so yeah that's a 
about it. I might pick it up when it goes on sale. And that's available through Steam? Yeah, through Steam on uh, Windows and the glorious Mac. <laughs> uh, how much is how much is early access going to cost you? Uh, 20 bucks. Or you can get the... There's a bundle that's got both ins- uh, Insurgency and Day of Infamy for $25. That's an okay. excellently well, that's, reasonable, that's price range. reasonable price range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. I, I've seen games that are like, hey, it's early pre-alpha access for $60. I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, they're like, yeah, the game's not going to work, but we want $60. I'm like, uh, I, I, I get that when, when the games are fully released and I'm not happy. I'm, I'm certainly not going to be happy at this point paying that much for it. Yeah, so if you don't have if you don't have insurgency, there's something wrong with you because that game is fucking fantastic. I love that game to pieces. I actually have not played that one. Is it just oh a, a World War One simulator? No, or it's, how? it's, uh, it's, it's modern day um, FPS, uh, tactical FPS. So you and a group of people are, um, you know, shooting each other, the other team, while trying to complete um, objectives. Okay, so and then and then this is just a, a kind of a, a rehash of that engine in World War One, is what you're saying? World War Two, yeah, basically. Um, no, there's no uh, there's no heads up display, no mini map. It's just you go out and try not to get killed. Well, that sounds pretty cool. All right, so uh, one more thing before I move into the kind of the, the, the big topic here. Uh, so last week we talked about the, the rumors of Final Fantasy 15 being delayed. Uh, the Director has released a video confirming that it is delayed until November, uh, late November. Uh, basically, what happened is they got the game to the master um, copy, which is the, the copy that goes on the disc. And the development team decided that the game still didn't look good enough, and the game looks really good. But they said they still wanted to polish it some more. Uh, so they were going to do like a day one patch, but they thought that that would be unfair to people who don't have an internet connection and would be unable to get that patch. So they basically delayed the game two months so they could develop this and and have time to get the, 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 the patch complete and then put it on the new master version and, and get that out to people. So that's, that's the two month delay. However, they did release fully offline game. It is fully offline, but there is going to be downloadable content if you want, uh, add some some side stories and stuff but the game is entirely offline it is single player uh and and they just wanted to make sure that people who don't have internet would still get the the proper final experience um they didn't want you to go oh well if you don't have an internet connection you don't get to actually play the fully polished game because that would be kind of shitty um and as you know day one patches are very common these days so they were yeah, trying I mean, to avoid that yeah. so most games won't even kind of a, you can't play unless you have an internet connection at least a little bit a lot of single player games are yeah. internet required yeah, and I, I'll give them props for, for you know, trying to avoid screwing the very small number of people over that I think that would fit into that category, but they wanted to make sure that no matter what you got, what they felt was the best experience possible um, for the base game at the very least. So that's the reason for the delay. They did, however, release a, um, I think it was maybe 50 minutes long um, gameplay trailer of the master copy, so what the game looks like right now before, obviously, the, the patch. Um, it looks fantastic. It kind of shows off a bunch of different elements of the gameplay and whatnot, some of the story. Uh, they do skip over a lot of the storyline cutscenes just so you don't actually spoil the game for yourself watching the trailer. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, it, it looks very good. So we'll, we'll get a link in the, the description on that one, too. It's uh, definitely worth checking out if you have not seen it yet and are interested in picking up the game in November. Uh, that being said, um, moving along, so the Titanfall 2 uh, pre-alpha um, gameplay 
uh, playable gameplay came out today or this weekend. I'm sorry, and uh, I, I played it a little bit. Um, Dante played it quite extensively, so we're kind of going to ha- hand it over to him to talk about. But uh, uh, not the game for me, so that's why I brought him in because uh, he has played Titanfall one. I did not, um, and you know, obviously played Titanfall two for the last few days here. So, uh, Dante, g- just give me your your initial thoughts on on Titanfall two. Um, like, how does it feel? Do you enjoy it? Do you think you're going to pick it up? Like, like, what do you think? Well, first off, I already pre-ordered it, so I don't think I really have a choice in the matter. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it feels definitely Titanfall, which is, you're going to die a lot, but you will also respawn a lot. So, I mean, it's just constantly death and revival, kind of like the, I guess, Call of Duty kind of thing. Um, but I, I still definitely like it. I love the interaction between Titans and pilots and you know, taking a giant robot and liquefying somebody with your fist is just something enjoyable about it. Um, they did a lot of changes to Titanfall since the original biggest one. Thank God there's no smart pistol. Like, just screw that thing. Um, oh, there, that's gone too? Of course it's gone. It's the I win button. No, it wasn't. All dude, right. dude, dude. That's the only way I can aim, but go ahead. Pokey watched me. I got like 30 kills without dying with the smart pistol. <laughs> it was stupid. Um, they, one, of, one of the biggest things that if you played Titan... You, you said you played Titanfall 1? I played it quite a bit, yes. Okay. Um, the biggest thing... I, I, I see people on Facebook bitching up and down about it, but I personally like it, is one of the biggest changes that they did is how they did Rodeo, um, which is when the pilot jumps on the Titan's back... And uh, you, in the original, you'd pull a little hatch off and basically take your primary gun and uh, shoot it into, like, basically the brains of the Titan, and it would do quite a bit of damage. And the way to get off, get them off of you, is either you have to have a friendly person shoot them off, or you could use, like, a smoke bomb to get them off, or you could personally get out and shoot them off your Titan. What they did now is you can no longer shoot them. Uh, what it basically is, is the first time you jump on the Titan, you go over and you uh, pull this canister out of their uh, back, basically, which is a shield canister. It removes their shield and pulls it out. And now you are holding the um, canister on your back, basically. And I'll talk about the canister in a second, but then you jump off. You basically pull the canister out, you do a good chunk of damage, and you jump off. Like, that's... You, that's you can't change that. But if you want to, you can jump back on the back of the Titan and the hole where you pulled the canister out, you basically pull a grenade out, drop it in the hole, and jump off again. And you can do this repeatedly until the Titan's dead or you get punched or something or you die. Um, what it is with this battery thing is um, you can go and remove the battery from an enemy Titan and either jump into your Titan or insert it into a friendly Titan. And now that Titan... Your friendly Titan has a shield. So uh, me and Pokey were playing last night, and I jump on the back of his Titan, grappling hook onto an enemy Titan, pull its shield out, and give it to Pokey, which let him win the battle between the two Titans. Um, that's probably one of the biggest changes. I personally like it. A lot of people I've heard don't. Uh, I mean, there's lots of other changes that they've done. Uh, the biggest one is they... I forget... Do you, do you remember what, what the power-ups were? I know one of them was a cloak, but I forget what the other ones were completely. Ah, uh, that is a really hard question. I don't remember. It's been so long since I've played oh, I, Titanfall. I think there was a cloak and some sort of, like, sonar pulse of some sort, and then I think there was something else, but I completely forgot. 
Yeah, anyway, I, don't, I don't remember. Anyway, um, right now, uh, in the current beta area, they have uh, four pilot classes. Eventually, gonna they they there's five in the game right now, but one is currently locked out, so you can't use it. I mean, you can technically get it, but you'd have to grind the beta for a long time. But um, what it is is basically a grappling hook, a sonar knife, I guess if you want to call it that, a hollow twin. And um, something called a stim. And grappling hook is exactly what it sounds like. You throw a grappling hook out and you pull yours to it, um, which is an unbelievable help when trying to get on the back of enemy titans because you feel like attack on titan grabbing onto the back of their neck and, you know, ripping out their insides. So that is by far one of the best ones. And you can grappling hook all over the place to get to higher places. And one of the most enjoyable things ever is if you grappling hook an enemy, you pull them towards you and then kick them in the face and kill them, which is just beyond satisfying. Uh, the sonar knife is you throw out a little knife, it pulses around the knife, so you can, if you're a sniper, I was sniping, you can throw it into a group of enemies and basically pulse the area around them instead of just the area around you. Uh, Hollow Twin is a little bit different. Um, you basically leave a, a whatever action you're currently doing, whether it be standing or running or jumping, uh, you when you activate the skill, that twin copies you and like runs off in a straight line endlessly, which is mildly useful. I think other stuff is more useful. Uh, and then the only the last one that I tried was the stim pack, which is basically you get a speed boost, speed boost, and you regenerate health relatively quickly, which is nice for uh, catching up to people or whatever. Um, other than that, I mean, other than a few new weapons, there's not too much more different, at least from what I've seen. Uh, the, the Titans are different. They're no longer customizable as, as you, there's no longer the Atlas Ogre Strider. Um, I know they currently, they announced, but only in the beta right now, there are two Titans, uh, which is Scorch and Ion. Uh, Ion is basically, uh, a laser Titan. It's, it basically is an Atlas with laser powers. It's got, um, it's got a laser gun, just a small one, which is good for sniping pilots. Its main weapon is like a, it's an interesting gun. It's a, just basically a machine gun, but if you aim down the sights, it splits into three projectiles and also gets triple damage, making hitting pilots significantly easier. And then its ultimate ability is uh, basically a giant laser cannon on your chest that just nukes everything in front of you. Uh, Scorch, which is the other playable Titan, is basically uh, fire-based. Uh, you have... You basically uh, have these canisters, which are filled with, filled with an explosive gas, and you throw the canister out, and then how you light it on fire is your main gun, which is a uh, thermite launcher, which is a single-shot gun, and you basically can light the, the canister on fire, and it does an ungodly amount of damage to titans and pretty much insta-kills pilots. And then his ultimate is uh, something called Flame Wall, which you basically slam your fists on the ground, and these giant wall of fire and damage goes out in front of you more or less killing anything in its path um other than that there's there's not much more i know that the there are some uh weapons that are currently level locked out of the beta uh they already said that um basically there are things that are locked right now that next weekend will be available to be unlocked but i know for a fact that there are some weapons that uh are not in the game or in the beta currently, but are in the game uh, on launch 
But overall, I mean, I'm having a blast. It's infuriating sometimes, but some of the trick shots, you know, you grappling hook onto some guy, whip around and stab his buddy in the face is is uh, kind of fun. It's definitely not Pokey's game. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the the Twitch is not really my, my thing. See, I don't mind the Twitch, but I mean, the some of the stuff I hear really d- makes me not want to play it. I mean, um, I... F- feel like it's a big step down in a lot of ways. Um, I definitely would fall in the camp of people who don't like the rodeoing change. Um, I think I think taking something that was previously a you know fully fleshed out part of gameplay into effectively a quick time event that happens once you do it, you know, a pre-animated thing. Um, that seems kind of painful to me as a, as a loss. And um, I, again, the smart pistol was... A, it, really, its effectiveness was, um, and I heard they removed this too, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I heard that they removed um, a lot of the uh, NPCs that were around, that there's a lot less um, just, like, fodder. Uh, no. Yes and no. It depends on what gameplay you're playing. Um, I know Hardpoint, which is basically capture or uh, skirmish, whatever you want to call it, um, they did remove them from there. Um, but they did add a, there, there's currently three game modes available in the beta right now, which is hard point, which does not have grunts. And then there's pilot versus pilot, which I know some people wanted, but I personally didn't care, which is no Titans. I have not played that because I, that sounds like a terrible game mode. I probably should try it. Why would you get like no Titans? Why would you get a no Titans mode in Titanfall? That makes no sense. Apparently it was a thing people wanted in Titanfall one. I personally don't give a shit. So, I mean, they can play that. That's fine. And then there's something called, oh, I forgot the name of it. But basically what it is, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I personally like it. There's um, Basically, in this mode, your goal is to gain money. And you gain money by killing grunts, specters, all that kind of crap, and people. And basically on either side of the map, there's point A and point B in which grunts and small little mini titans called reapers. But they, they, they spawn there and you basically kill them and get money, and then at the end of each round, a little bank opens on either side of the map, and you deposit the money, and basically the end goal is have the most money at the end of the moment. Yeah. Well, it's Just like real life, the bank is always closed when you need to actually make a deposit. And then you get, <laughs> and then, and then you get mugged, and you have nothing to deposit. So, I mean... Well, it, it is. It, they didn't necessarily. You didn't necessarily get mugged. It might have been the security officers who were trying to get you to pay for the damage <laughs> you just caused to the bathrooms. Dude, I had a sniper rifle shoved so up far up my butt, like, like, like he he crammed the he crammed the rifle down my throat and then took my money out of my wallet and left. That's about it. Um, but he didn't even leave you a tip. Shoot. He didn't even. He didn't even buy me dinner. Um, but. I've been mainly playing that because you can get Titans quickly. I mean, people are pissed about the rodeo thing, but I kind of like it in the sense of the ste- the shield stealing aspect is awesome. I love that. Um, I mean, I, I personally, because when I was, I was an asshole in Titanfall 1, I would use the LMG, which is, its accuracy is unbelievably terrible, but when you're shooting at something that's, you know, two inches away, it doesn't matter, and I could take down an ogre, which is the most health titan in like one or two magazines. And it was, and it, there was almost nothing that could do to stop me on this. I almost like it better. Dare I say it? Because every time you drop a grenade into the Titan, um, it basically forces you to launch off the Titan. And that gives you time to either 
kill them with your gun, or I have done this multiple times, basically punch them. And so yep. the dam the the damage is I don't know like, like with the old system, I could endlessly do damage and I could do a lot of damage before they even killed me or I had to leave um to avoid dying. And here at least it's locked by how much damage you can do by rodeoing, by animation. And it also gives you a chance to actually get them off your back because it forces them off your back, of which there, there's a video going around. You can use the grappling hook to basically, you jump off, then grapple back onto them. But honestly, if you're playing against a even somewhat experienced Titanfall player, you're not going to be able to do that very many times because like I was, there's NPC Titans and you could do that all day because they're stupid and they're not very, they don't know what to do. But this I, I was trying to do it, and I got punched. I got electric smoked. I got just all kinds of messed up. So it's not easy to do. It's possible, but not easy if the other person's experienced. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the thing with the smart pistol was is it's mostly just good for killing grunts, and it really was. I think it was over overvalued how much people thought it was good against actual players most of the time. But um, you know, yeah, it's just like a couple of things like that that just it doesn't sound super appealing to me. I don't. I don't know. Now they they did say um, I, I I have not found the I, I'm trying to find the forum post now, but I can't find it again. They did put out a list of things that they know are issues. They said like like I got a little message in game I was playing before the show, and they said we know there's stuff wrong. We're gonna fix it. The the next open beta is gonna start on next Friday. You can go try then, and then you'll have access to, like, uh, currently, like, the shotgun is locked, and the cloak pilot is locked, and a grenade launcher is locked. But, um, yeah, it's it's definitely different. Um, one thing that I'm kind of disappointed about is you no longer have a primary, secondary, and titan weapon. You have a primary, a secondary, or a titan weapon. So you can have, like, a, a, an assault rifle and a pistol, or an assault rifle and a titan weapon, and that's it. Which, eh, people were, I can see where they're coming from because you'd have snipers that had sent on the edge of the map and then they could snipe with the charged laser, which is still amazing, by the way. That one doesn't bother me as much because you're you're basically either trading an AV weapon for a pistol. I mean, it's not like you're losing can, a lot. The, gun, can, the guns reload so quickly and have enough magazine that I don't feel like I ever really need a sidearm to, to perform well unless I have like a sniper rifle. Um, I think that's the one mostly affected by it. But I think overall, I didn't feel much lost by being forced to choose between a pistol versus a Titan weapon. And that's not a bad choice, too, when the fact is that the rodeo mechanic, as much as they've gimped it, still exists. Um, you know, the <laughs> fact that you can decide, hey, I would, I, you know what, I don't need to be able to shoot at Titans from range, but I I can still, you know, get up in their face. Yeah, and, that, and that's what w was a good thing, because, uh, like I said, it's just... I mean, I kind of like, I do enjoy the new thing. It kind of sucks when you can't do anything, but um, all Titans now, I mean, okay. So basically they have a artillery, I guess, which is just a small weapon that's good against Titans and also can be used against pilots. Then they have a shield ability of some sort. And then they have their, um, I guess, deployable, if you want to call it that. And then they have, they each have, uh, smoke, and then their ultimate. So, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. You could basically get, let's say, the vortex shield or electrical smoke. Couldn't have both. Right. Now you can. Um, like, for instance, Ion, which is the laser-based one, he has a vortex shield, 
and also does have the uh, electrical smoke versus Scorch, the fire guy. He's got, it looks like a red vortex shield, but instead of catching and reflecting back enemy fire, it actually damages enemies in front of you. So I see a, um, I'm shielding, I'm shielding myself from an enemy Titan and I see some guy try to grapple me and I point the shield at pilot and it kills him because it's doing damage and also protecting me from the enemy Titan. So that's quite nice. The, um, they did add, uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only two types of grenades in Titanfall one, the, just the classic grenade and then the shot grenade. Um, you're, you're still asking me to, <laughs> a game I haven't played in over a year. Oh, dude, um, same here. I probably haven't been playing in longer. I, yeah, I don't remember. Well, um, none, n- but nonetheless, sounds familiar. Yeah, there are um, there your normal grenades, and then there are shot grenades. An awesome, amazing thing for shot grenades is you know how it would screw up it, uh, the shot grenades would screw up uh, Titan and pilot vision, but now right. they slow pilots for a couple seconds, making them very vulnerable so it makes shot grenades incredibly potent um they don't do much damage themselves but they set up that amazing kill um currently there are four grenades four grenades uh shot grenade classic grenade and then they uh you remember electrical smoke that's a grenade now which is okay which is phenomenal and i have personally done this i did this last night when i was playing with pokey somebody was on his back he was pokey was moving around too much for me to shoot him off i threw an electrical smoke grenade at him and pokey just stood in it and it eventually killed him and saving him so he didn't take damage, um, which is great. And then they have something called, I think it's called like a Void Star or a Gravity Star, which is basically a ninja star that's a singularity grenade, um, which I'm sure you've seen in the trailers. It sucks pilots together, making them incredibly easy to shoot. I'm terrible with it. I, I cannot get any kills with it, but I've been killed several times with it. it it's kind of... Um, which you can use, actually, if you're sucked up by this, you can use your grappling hook to pull yourself out of it. So it's a little bit of mixing, you know, countering grenades. and stuff. But those are uh, much a, a lot of fun. I personally love the smoke grenades because you can just throw them into a group and stuff like that, and it's easy to do. Um, now I think about it. There is one thing I'm sure, I don't know if you used it, but you cannot actually detonate your Titan early now. And the explosion by a detonated Titan is significantly less dangerous than it well, used that's to also sad um yeah because i mean again i was an asshole i would basically get the bigger explosion when your titan blows up and i'd go suicide bomb people with it yeah well i mean that's like yeah that was a fun tactic that i like to use um i am uh i play diva a lot in overwatch which is pretty much my little my little mini titanfall i get to take with me to my game that i actually play um Whereas I can uh, kill people by dropping her mech on them, and I can also, and her ultimate ability is exploding her mech and killing everybody. Yeah, I mean, I was playing, and of course, glad to see the return of dropping titans on titans. I mean, that's just always delightful. Always delightful. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yesterday in Overwatch, I actually was making a point to see how many people I could kill by dropping mechs on them, and that was fun. Yeah, they did. Um, I I forget the uh. Uh, Titans are not customizable right now um, at, that I know of. Basically, you got your, your loadout, and that's your loadout, but you can modify small things of it. For instance, um, the bubble shield, like, you remember that? Uh, when your Titan fell, either you can have the bubble shield when it falls, or it will fall incredibly quickly. So you can basically right. have it have it protected after it falls, or make it fall very quickly. You could just drop it right on someone's yeah. face. 
or um, for instance, one of them is the option of, um, I, I, oh, I think it's actually on the pilot, but you can basically, the animation to get in your Titan is almost instantaneous, so you can get in and out very quickly, which is mildly useful. There's other things that I prefer, but I mean, the, you, you can customize the Titans a little bit. It's more like how their things act, but not necessarily the Titan. And I hear people bitching about it. And while I loved the combination towards the end of the game when I was playing, there was basically one com- one or two combinations of Titans you should use. And if you're not using that, you're going to get your ass kicked. So uh, it's a lot easier to balance them this way and make them not underpowered or overpowered, which I prefer. And their kits are quite nice. They feel very fluent in what they can do. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they took a lot of the customization out and just sorted it and, and made them into separate classes. So instead of the three very customizable Titans, you now just have six that are using a lot of the same things from before. They're just static now instead of being uh, interchangeable. And what customization was lost from Titans was added to pilots. Like, you couldn't... There, There's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do for... Um, uh, I, I don't think it's in the game right now, but I think you can add skins. I think you can... Uh, you can add things to your guns, which are that were there before. You can have little like side perks that uh, add stuff. Like you know, if you aim down the sights while run- wall running, you lo- you grab onto the wall so you can shoot or, or stuff like that. And they've added a few little things and then also recycled some from the old. But I mean, overall, I'm having fun. I mean, I die a lot and I get pissed, but you know, it, it, it's really fun to you know. Like I said, liquefy somebody with a giant robot fist. It's and uh, they added chunks now, so that that's fun. But I mean, I would download it, <laughs> download it, give it a try. I mean, the, the open beta is um, ending at I believe nine o'clock tonight, so we got like two more hours. But I know it starts up. I'm guessing probably eight o'clock tomorrow, um, this Friday, and that's all that I know of the open beta. But there will be more stuff uh, unlockable in that, and I'm get and I mean. Unlocking stuff is not hard. I mean, if in one match I unlocked the sights for a gun that I liked, and two matches I unlocked, you know, the new uh, pilot, uh, pilot class, I guess if you want to call it. Would you say that overall you think Titanfall 2 is more enjoyable, less enjoyable, or about the same as Titanfall 1? Trying to set aside the, uh, the hype and excitement, uh, objectively speaking, do you think it's an improvement, or do you think it's, it's worse, or the same, or different? They're missing the the, the the they're missing a couple guns which I frankly loved, um, like the DMR sniper rifle, which again I was an asshole with, and I would quickscope people. Um, they're missing that, um, so I, I I miss some of the old aspects, but the new ones, while different, I don't think are completely bad. I think the old ones had were good and bad for various reasons, and then the new ones are also good and bad for various reasons. But I don't think it's overall bad. I would say it's either better or equal to. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we'll uh, we'll see if I revisit it next weekend um, with pending changes. I, I, again, not my kind of game, but we'll we'll definitely uh, talk about it at the very least and, and see what they what they've changed, if anything significant, and, and kind of retouch on this uh, moving forward. Um, anything else in Titanfall before we move along here and kind of close this up? I don't have anything. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one thing that I have to mention that Libby found, I'll, I'll give her credit for this, is uh, <laughs> is information on a little game called Metal Gear Metal, Metal Gear Survive. Um, so as a brief history, uh, the Metal Gear Solid series was produced by Hideo Kojima, um, 
and he worked at Konami uh, and has recently left and joined up with Sony. Uh, and they did not leave. He did not leave Konami on good terms, and I believe that Konami retained um, all rights to the Metal Gear IP. So Kojima's gone. Konami owns Metal Gear, and they've decided they're going to make a game uh, called Metal Gear, Metal, Metal Gear Survive without Kojima. So there's that to begin with. Uh, as a little backstory, um, the Metal Gear series is it's kind of a pseudo historical fiction where it's about a, a a guy named snake who is a stealth soldier that he kind of goes through. It's, it's over a long period of time, but it's basically, you know, a stealth based game. Uh, and Metal Gear Solid five had two parts. There was the ground zeros part, which was kind of a prequel kind of showing off the engine. Um, and it ends in a particular scene where uh, snake and another character have to flee a uh, military base that's blowing up. And, uh, and then various things happen in that time period, and then Metal Gear Solid Five starts. Uh, so I'm being completely serious when I read the synopsis to Metal Gear Survive on what happens. So after Snake leaves the base, a wormhole appears above the base and sucks all the soldiers in, and they find themselves in a wasteland which is basically full of zombies. And the game is you have to survive the zombies. And Snake doesn't just leave. Like, he's, like, by Felicia. He just bounces. Like, as soon as the helicopter's gone, the guy's still standing there like, wait, there's dead people here still. Yeah, and then suddenly sucked into a wormhole. Um, so Konami has accidentally made the next Resident Evil game uh, reusing the Metal Gear Solid Five engine, but now with zombies. <laughs> I mean, this is, in my opinion, the most pathetic shit I have ever seen a video game put out like they are desperately trying to just here we have this existing engine let's throw zombies in it and try to make money off of it like it is despicable and embarrassing in my opinion it is and, and trust me the uh the feedback is i'm not alone here it's i think they said that on the release it was a 6.5 dislike to one like ratio um from fans basically everyone is saying what is this shit you know how dare you it doesn't even look like a Metal Gear Solid game, and they've Konami's come out and said, "Oh, don't worry, there's stealth in it. We promise you're gonna love it." Um, because you know, when a game company says, "Well, you say you want A and B, but we're really sure you're gonna like C," uh, that always ends well, uh, as we know. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, of course, but uh, yeah, you can check out this bullshit trailer um, for Metal Gear Survive because it is absolutely ridiculous looking, in my opinion. Uh, it. it it's a slap in the face of the franchise, and it's clearly a really sad cash grab of we just want to release another game and slap the name Metal Gear on. I mean, if you had shown me that trailer and said, and it was not, didn't tell me it was Metal Gear, I would say that looks interesting. It's a kind of a co-op, surrealist, you know, zo zombie sort of survival game. Okay, but when you find out that they're trying to, you know, brand it with this, I'm like, you know, screw that shit. I'm 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 done. This is this is pathetic. Um, I, supposedly it's only me thirty dollars, which probably also speaks to its quality. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm definitely not picking that one up. Um, but it will be uh, definitely fun to keep an eye on. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, how do you feel? You're the one that, that found it and showed it to me in the first. Place. I'm just happy that they decided not to make a mobile game to go with it. Oh my god. <laughs> Metal Gear Tap. Um, oh my it's just, god. It's a new idle game where your character sneaks around and as long as you don't tap the screen, the enemies won't see you're there and then you win. Uh, 
I think idle games are also stupid as hell. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's it's that kind of crap where it's like, really, like you're you're gonna go this direction with it? Like, I I I don't even think Kojima is probably even upset. He's probably looking at him going like, really, guys, that's the best you've got. Like, whatever. I've got Norman Reedus naked holding a baby next to a dead whale. Uh, I'm I win. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it, it's. You can't sit there and try to expect fans to think, oh, well, with Kojima's gone, it's going to be another great Metal Gear game. It, no, everyone knows that he's what makes the games good. They're, they're there for, for his games, not for you know, the IP. So I, I, this is going to be a total flop. I mean, I'm reading now, they're, they're basically on hardcore damage control, but it, it, incredibly negative feedback all around from pretty much everybody. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that one explodes. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure Konami just forgot that they had already had one of those, you know, survival franchises. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, guys, come on. So, yeah, that's pretty sad. Um, anything else before we, we close this one up, guys? Okay, I think we're good. So, uh, we're going to go into shout-outs here. Um, we'll, we'll leave Dante for last so we can have time to prepare, because um, he's never done it before. But uh, And I can't start with Zell because he'll probably face plan. So, uh, Livy, shout outs. I'm just gonna leave it off with the Metal Gear Solid, uh, actually Umbrella Corpse Edition. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. God. Thank you, Konami, for the game nobody asked for. <laughs> yeah, which also got terrible, awful reviews. Um, <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, Bate, uh, shout outs, man? Um, oh, shit. Um, shout out to Summer. It was fun. Um, Shout out to Hideo Kojima for having what is probably the greatest Twitter account ever. Yeah, he he posted a link in the chat. It's pretty funny. God, that man is amazing. Oh, no, he's hilarious. I mean, the, the, that's the thing, is that Metal Gear Solid is a very serious franchise, but it always had that kind of weird quirkiness to it every once in a while, and uh-huh. you know that was coming straight from him. Like he, His sense of humor is so bizarre, it's but enjoyable so in the weirdest sense. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you, you gotta love his account and all the humor he brings to the games, of course. Uh, all right, Zell, you're up. Shoutouts, man. Um, I gotta give my shout out to Chris Roberts. I want him to have all my money, but I don't want to give it all to him, like right now. You actually want something in return for the money? I, I do. You know, you're, I, you're a terrible fanboy. I know. Give him all your money. That. <laughs> um, uh, and my shout out's gonna be to the people working on Resident Evil 7 um, we've talked about this in the past but they released another gameplay trailer uh, at Gamescom um, gotta say it, it, it's definitely a 180 um, from what they have been doing but if they realize that there's enough zombie games out there <clears throat> uh, that you know maybe a zombie shooter isn't what what they really need to go with. So they've, they've done a 180. It looks really freaky. It's kind of got this uh, Outlast uh, feel to it now, and it, it, it looks terrifying. So I'm both looking forward to and, and dreading that. So I, I shout out to those guys for, for producing some pretty cool-looking stuff. Uh, that being said, um, as usual, if you guys want to be on the show or have us talk about a particular topic, be sure to you know hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm at PokeyDraven, or Zell is uh, at uh, OCD Trekkie. And I think the bait you're at uh, at Bryce underscore seventy one. Is that right? Uh, Bryce underscore G seventy one. G seventy one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hit us in there. You get at uh, on our email as well. Uh, all that contact information is available on the website biomass.com or biomass.net. 
Uh, and again, if you just want to be on the show, you can just come on and just listen in or just talk about whatever. If you just want to weigh in, you don't have to have something specific you want to talk about. Or if there is something specific you want to talk about, feel free to come on. We'll be more than happy to have you um, and pretty much talk about anything you want gaming related. I mean, even if it's a, a really old game that you, you're really passionate about and you wanted to talk about, we are all for that. So feel free to let us know if you want to come on and be part of the show. Um, I think we should have like, you know, post-death therapy sessions. Everyone just gets a chance to, you know, sit back and talk about the good old days. We, we, we should we do could, that. Actually. We should. <laughs> The, the and, dust forms are yeah. sad. God, it, it, it it's the, basically like an abandoned Walmart in there. It's just sadness and. Oh my and dust. God. Um, <laughs> 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 No, no, seriously, like I, I you're trying to shop and the stalkers because, are freezing up the freezer. <laughs> oh my God, there there are there are some some really funny posts. Um, I won't I won't read it on the air, but. There's a post where someone wrote up a list of all the weapons in Dust, and yes. you used this weapon. That was a weapon, beautiful, beautiful thing. That was fantastic. I, I had to send it to, to to Zell because, as we know, Zell like the forge gun. And uh, one of the entries was forge gun, and then the one line, "You are a potato." Uh, <laughs> because um, they're they're all they're all really hilarious, and it, it's yeah, good to see some really quality posts um, coming out of the forum still. You know, months later. One of the one of the ones for one of the sidearms is like you know your your wife is cheating on you or something like that was part of the description and then the other one of the other sidearm descriptions said you're with that person that like that weapon user's wife is like okay yeah it, it's you, it's you, really you, a nuts post but it's 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 fantastic you you are sleeping with the scram with the uh, SMG's wife it was it, it it's pretty hilarious the one i like was the plasma cannon like you know you believe in perfection and in perfecting your art unless you're one of those guys with the myofibs then it's like you are a worthless piece of shit you should be ashamed of yourself like no it was if, if you and you know need five minutes to fill go to the dust forms and, and read the post it, it's still on the front page i think uh can, you know can, well, we can put the link in our show notes link, we, we, so. we will, we'll get the link on there as well but it's 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 definitely worth your time i i had a good legitimate laugh uh that was it was it was a good one. uh and as usual uh if you want to support the show you can uh, click on the get loot crate link on our uh, our website uh and buy a loot crate uh, <laughs> there it's uh, got a lot of gaming or anime uh swag apparel um all kinds of stuff you can get on there uh we do get a small kickback it is not for our own personal profit we do not make money doing this it just helps you know fund the bandwidth bill and and whatnot which Dell graciously pays every month uh so uh, you know, much appreciate if you if you want to help us out that way. Uh, that being said, I think we are pretty good to close this one up. Uh, again, I want to thank you for tuning in, either via the stream on Twitch or on our website, or catching the recording on iTunes. So, uh, that being said, everyone have a good night and uh, good luck. <laughs>